You're tuning in to Feli's Fishbowl, a marketing podcast for the entrepreneur that wants to create a feel-good business model. On this show, you'll be given the permission slip you've been missing to make that change and start building the business you originally dreamed about. Stick around for solo and interview episodes talking all things content creation and marketing. Sound good to you? Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of Felly's Fishbowl. This week I am joined by a fellow internet friend, Bree. Bree is the underdog that nobody saw coming. After five years of entrepreneurship, she still found herself without a single sale. And now she's normalizing 20K, 30K, and even 40K sales months through what she calls feminine sales. I love this term. It's literally why I followed you. Uh, but she is a walking permission slip for everyone that wants the big sales, luxury, and freedom without the hustle culture and burnout that we so often find online. Welcome to the show, Bree. Could you give everyone a, a little bit of your history, a little rundown on who you are and what makes you you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, it means the world to me to come share and talk and hopefully just really give a little bit of hope to people who resonate with my story. Um, one of my favorite things about my my role in entrepreneurship is I feel like not a lot of people who talk about sales and teach sales ever struggled <laughs> with sales. And so one of my biggest passions is is the fact that I was the girl who struggled with sales for five long, miserable, grueling years, and that I found something that worked and I was able to make it into, you know, almost a, a multi six figure business and help nearly 50 women. And it was so different because I think everyone else who was teaching sales had just always been good at sales and they just didn't get it. They just didn't know what it was like to feel like you're failing for so long. So that is like my passion in business, something I love so much. Uh, a thing I think is unique about me is like, <laughs> I used to make this joke and I used to say like, no one has failed as long as me. Like I am felt like the, the biggest failure with sales. And so I hope that my story and my message has been like a, a beacon of hope to the person who maybe has failed with sales for a year or six months or two years and needs to know that somebody who struggled with it for five years was able to figure it out too. But um, a little about me personally, um, I live in the United States. I'm all the way down in Florida. I have two cats and then I I'm always trying to bring more cats home. So I have to be on a tight leash there. <laughs> um, married my middle school crush. We didn't, we didn't get together in middle school, but it, I was in middle school with him and I came back and married him. So that was funny. Um, and yeah, just being in an online space, going from five years of rejection to being a, being a sales coach. And that's what I do. Yeah, I find your story so interesting. A, I completely agree that I feel like people who teach sales, a lot of the times they're coming from like corporate backgrounds where they worked in mm -hmm. sales and they talk about like, oh, I knew sales. I was going to conferences, selling things. I was doing, you know, like million dollar packages before for some XYZ company. 
Um, but for you to like come out there and be like, I went five years without making a singer, a single dollar. It's so (laughs) interesting because that's not a story that you hear out there. It's not something you hear people talking about. My question is like, how did you keep going? Mm, Yeah. Everyone asked me this and it's actually really funny. Um, I used to tell myself this I'm gonna like start crying (laughs) I used to tell myself this but I had such a vision um for getting not just myself but the women around me out of poverty so when I grew up I grew up like like there's like poor and uncomfortable and like we don't pay for Netflix poor and then there's like go ask the neighbors if they have any leftovers poor and I was the second one and so I remember being so young, like, I mean, not even in high school yet, and thinking about how I needed to figure out how to make so much money. And I could just teach all the other, like, basically, like all the other poor people, how to become rich. And I just became really obsessed with it at a young age. And the day I turned 18, I started a business. And I spent five years trying to figure out how to how to build it and how to make money with it. And the thing I kept telling myself is like, women are waiting on my story. Like they're waiting mm-hmm. for me to learn a way to create sales, to sign clients, to, you know, make millions of dollars so that I can inspire them. And that's really what kept me going is thinking about how good my story was going to be when I was the girl who sold for all those years and struggled for all those years and still turned it around. And I used to actually, this is so funny. I've never told anyone this, but I'll tell you. Um, I used to do these like fake, like speaking events where I would just like record myself and my voice memos on my phone, like talking about like, yeah, I struggled with sales for three, it was like three years at that point with three years. And, you know, now I'm a multimillionaire and thank you for coming oh, to my I conference. Like <laughs> I would just <laughs> imagine telling my story and being like, you know, if you've failed as long as I have, you know, there's still hope. Mm-hmm. And that kept me going through, I mean, like literally years, years and years and years of struggle. That is so impressive but I can relate to the mm-hmm. um what was it you said like I can't like wait until they hear my story like yeah I basically said that to myself the other day I was like feeling pretty down about life and business and I was just like just wait like right now I think it can't get worse and like what's going on but just mm-hmm. wait like the comeback is gonna be so sweet yeah no, I love that. And it's like you have to you have to have that inner hope or like hope for yourself, especially yeah. when you're going through the hard times, because like you started this for a reason, you know, and like that's something I always say, like I started this for a reason. It's not just that I like woke up one day and was like, let's give it a shot. It was like, no, like <laughs> Canada's yeah. not it. I'm never going to live there. This was like my ticket out. And so it's like, let's make it work. And now it's like, I'm with the Frenchman I want to marry the man I'm gonna (laughs) move to France this has to work you know like this is again like this is my ticket (laughs) and so it's like there's always kind of that that driving factor and so like reminding yourself like we're not just doing this because it looks so cool online (laughs) like big reason why like behind that of like 
I want to be able to provide for my family. I want to be able to build my dream house. I want to be able to take the vacation to see my family on the other side of the world without worrying about last minute tickets, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I was just saying I love that so much. I just resonate. Like it was creating a completely different life for myself so Mm -hmm. that I could help others too. Yeah, and that's where it's like the impact you get to make is like so tangible like you feel it in your your chest you know like full body behind it (laughs) yeah no I love that for sure for sure so how would you define like the selling that we see online right now so basically the non-feminine way of selling how would you describe Mm. it yeah so I I so we have a very like masculine inundated Mm -hmm. world so typical sales that you're going to see I mean we've all we're all guilty of this we've downloaded the like get 30 clients in 30 days or Mm. you know the sign a client by tomorrow like those little pdfs that you download and they just tell you to like do 100 things um and you go through and you check the boxes and you just like wait for the client to come in (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah exactly that is what I call masculine sales it's Mm -hmm. very masculine driven um because it's it's all focused on check these boxes and then you get a client and what people like me have found which is like we check all the boxes and there's still no client and so masculine sales is what's typically taught and it's really based on what you're doing and it's almost like baking a cake like have you ever seen no, I hate to pick on people. Like I see it in people's marketing all the time. And it's basically like, okay, just like buy my five-step program to like make 50K months. And if you do all the things that I'm doing, like you're, it's almost like you're following a recipe to bake a cake. Like you just add the eggs and add the oil and mix in the flour and then you have the cake. And that's how people are trying to run their businesses. Um, And it, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that in the real world. So mm-hmm. that's what I call masculine sales there's um and uh it's literally the polar opposite (laughs) (laughs) no I love that because that's very similar to what I say which is um there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all business and Mm -hmm. I feel very strongly about this in marketing that it's again the same thing of people being like okay if you check all these boxes if you show up five times a week if you go live every Wednesday if you you know like if you do xyz then you're gonna hit these numbers and it's like no there's so much more to it it's not just show up at this time on this day and you make a million dollars like absolute bs (laughs) um so I love that I feel very I don't know I guess like synergy is the word I want to use I feel a lot of synergy between our methods of operating like your sales I'm marketing I like don't touch sales (laughs) you know but it's like the same the same beliefs around the approaches you know so I love that so tell the listeners for those who don't know you what does feminine selling look like to you oh I love this question so I I will do my best to explain this, but I also want to just start with saying it this way. Not a single one of my clients 
cells the same way. <laughs> and, and then I'm going to tell you this. I saw this on your yeah. story the other day. No. Yeah. Not a single, not a single client cells the same way as me or the same way as one another. And I have about, I'm looking at my wall right now. I have about nine active, like high ticket clients right now. And not a single one of them are selling the same way as me or the same way as each other. And so that is actually one of the biggest, I would say like core pieces of feminine sales is when masculine sales is really focusing on what you're doing right? And it's very cookie cutter. Like you, you check 10 boxes and you should get a result. Feminine sales has a lot more to do with who you're being. Mm-hmm. And so the reason it's so diverse is because like the, the women are in there are, are diverse. Uh, what they're passionate about, what feels good to them, what's in integrity for them, what lights them up is different for every single woman. So you guys see me, like I'm on Instagram, um, my my friends joke like Bree's on Instagram like seventy times a day like just posting whatever comes into her mind. I have clients who don't have an Instagram <laughs> um, because it's it's so different. I'm not teaching people how to like do what I've done. I'm teaching them how to sell in a way that feels good to them. Mm-hmm. So what feminine sales is going to look like is really peeling off the layers of of shame that we have in our businesses how we operate our business and figuring out what the hell we want to do in the first place and that has looked different for every single client um when I was first just so I can give you like a tangible example when I was first starting my business and I had you know all those years of struggling with sales and getting nothing but rejection and it was so miserable and so brutal mm-hmm. um I wasn't doing what I wanted to be doing I was doing what so-and-so was telling me mm-hmm. <laughs> I was um you know doing the the live trainings and I was um you know joining all these Facebook groups and doing lives in there and I, you know I was following somebody else's recipe Framework. for their cake yeah basically yeah framework and as soon as I started to drop the I always call it dropping the shoulds like when Mm -hmm. you find yourself saying like oh I should go live right um when I when I started dropping the shoulds I realized how much shame I had about how I wanted to operate my business I didn't feel like I had permission to do what felt good to me Mm-hmm. And so I spent so much time trying to follow somebody else's framework. And so what we do when I teach feminine sales is we focus on peeling back those layers of shame and actually figuring out what it is that these people, these women, like they, how they want to show up, what they want their business to feel like if they want to offer this type of program versus this type of program, like we think outside the box and that they just become so much more lit up, so much more energized. Their business isn't this like leech of <laughs> like draining their happiness yeah. and energy. It's always what helps create the sales. Yes, I I love it. I completely agree. I do similar things with my clients from the point of view of marketing versus sales. And yeah, I just, I can't agree enough that it's, it's not about what they say you should do it's what you I I think we're definitely very similar in what we do (laughs) yeah yeah no I love it and on the topic of shame like one of my favorite quotes I don't know if you follow her but there's um, a woman called Ashley Pollard she runs team AP consulting but she said a quote last year that has just like stuck with me all through 2022 and like I will carry this for the rest of my life 
but she said yeah. like there's no room for shame in business and like so many people are ashamed and hiding and like basically like lying to themselves in the yeah. name of like keep going you know instead of like just facing because she's also like really big um uh advocate for like therapy like every like you don't need a coach you need therapy <laughs> you know and so it's like just like <laughs> opening up that conversation of like yeah like there is so much shame in this space of like I didn't hit this amount in this amount of time so I must be a failure but nobody says they think like that they're feeling like a failure they just try and keep going and it's so much toxicity <laughs> yeah no I really resonate with that I haven't heard that quote but that's really powerful mm-hmm. it's it's especially just I think in women and you know feminine beings like dominated fields it's mm-hmm. like there's so much shame in general because like we are like just I mean there's just so much shame around for us to begin with and then trying yeah. to do entrepreneurship is like just amplifies that yeah because it's all like as a woman it's like don't do this otherwise you're not good enough don't do that otherwise you're not you're not feminine enough you're not strong enough you're not you know there's always like a not enough kind of narrative around being a mm. feminine being yeah so yeah it kind of perpetuates the the shame I guess <laughs> yeah no it for sure does it that has been definitely my experience mm. um so mm, I don't really like this question but I want to see your answer so um <laughs> what other areas of business do you think that people could bring femininity into Mm. this is an interesting question and I'm gonna like go a little rogue here (laughs) (laughs) I actually found feminine sales or I, I I created feminine sales after learning about feminine energy but I learned about it inside of a relationship course so my literally my best friend was going through a really rough patch in her relationship and she found this relationship course and she was like, will you please just like hold my hand and go through it with me? She was like, I, I just need something to know what like modules I'm watching so that like, I can talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> yeah. So we, we watched them together. It was like a little date thing. And, um, I'm sitting there like supposed to be there, <laughs> like supporting my friend and I'm like ripping apart the note section of my yeah. phone. I'm like, this is what business is missing like this is so linked to sales they're like talking about um you know surrendering as a feminine being into your uh, it focused on um heterosexual relationships but it was like you know um like receiving as as a a wife into your in your husband and whatever and was talking about things like this and I was like writing like as fast as I can like um the different polarities of coach client and um your audience and you as a creator and all these things. And so I think here's, here's what I think. Feminine energy is not something that needs to stay in a little tiny box and you sell the feminine way and the rest of your life is something else. Yeah. The, the women help they're feminine beings and they're selling the masculine way. And so it's, it's almost like they're wearing somebody else's clothes or somebody else's like shoes and they just don't fit right. Mm-hmm. And so what we focus on is really helping them peel off the layers 
the usually the masculine shell that's there to protect them because they feel like it'll make them more worthy because they don't feel enough so that they will try to do more right like you were just saying a moment ago and so these women in these programs that I teach they learn feminine sales but it impacts their whole life okay. so it's not it's not even just your business it's how you show up in your life in a more feminine way it's um it, it seeps into every part because what we're what we're really learning right is we're removing shame we're being more confident we're doing what feels good we're having our own backs we're like giving ourselves a space to like mess up and still love ourselves we're not letting other people determine um if we are aren't worthy we're you know we're worthy without the sale right that's something I was coaching my client on earlier today and so all of that yeah we're talking about sales and we're talking about like income and blah 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 but that's going to translate into your marriage or into raising your children or traveling the world or dealing with your mother-in-law like it's going to leak into everything else because it's dealing and coaching with the core of who you are which is a feminine being yeah and I know like you know um self-coaching and the what is it the life coach school method yeah I'm like you know what I'm talking about right yeah so (laughs) um like when it comes to self-coaching like that's been something pretty new to me and something that I've been working Mm. through and it's just like so interesting that once you learn like this one thing or that one time, it's going to change everything. It's going to change every, yeah. the way you approach everything, you know? And I feel like the the way you were just describing like feminine energy and like how it affects everything in your life, not just the way you sell or not just the way you show up in your relationship. It's like, no, like once you, once you open your eyes, like you can't close them. <laughs> Literally. No, I love that. It's, it's really about honoring yourself and mm-hmm. doing what works for you. And then that just changes everything else. It's it's really incredible to watch. I love it. Well, I only have one other question, but after your clients learn feminine sales, how do you coach them on like the next level? Do you know, like, do you, do you still work with your clients into scaling in a feminine way or... Is that like your yeah, just sales? Yeah, I was literally laughing to myself. I was like, so I call this feminine scaling. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wish, I'm like, is it a thing? I had a better, like a more unique name for it. So feminine sales is the foundation. Mm-hmm. It's like the bread and butter. It's like what you come in and you learn and you, it stays with you forever. But my clients very often continue to work with me um, because there's always, there's always like a desire more so those women who are focusing on creating more um usually end up doing something like a little bit more like higher package with me like a a one-on-one and so Mm -hmm. we and and especially in one-on-one we focus on on the scaling aspect and so a lot of the girls in my one-on-one are focusing on creating six figures um that's like a big milestone for plenty of them and so feminine scaling has been something that we've been really focused on and it's it's very similar to my story with with um how I learned like traditional sales and felt like I was just a failure every single day mm-hmm. <laughs> when I went to go learn scaling it what I what I learned from scaling when I was taught it 
was like honestly in opposition to like every core value that I have <laughs> like mm-hmm. honest to god it was like like don't talk to your clients like if your clients want to be coached they suck <laughs> like what? triple your, your rates even if you makes you want to throw up like it was so it was really traumatic for me and I was just like trying to learn scaling and I was like kind of feeling like I had to take apart like kind of leave my identity at the door to to Mm. make more money and so I spent a good like year 18 months coming up with like no how do I want to scale like what's scaling for Brie Hill and that's exactly how I came up with feminine sales was like no I'm not doing this like how am I going to do it like how does Brie sell (laughs) in a way that feels really good at empowering so the girls in in private coaching with me, we are really focusing on, I mean, similarly, what feels good to them, um, what lights them up, how they want scaling to look. Um, and I mean, it looks, once again, it looks different for every, every single client. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been amazing to watch. I'm so proud of them. And it's, I think it's really something that like, they're all so unique we're not just all like raising our price or adding a membership or or something very cut and dry it's very um it's it's based off them their needs what actually brings value to their clients and Mm -hmm. of course without uh, anything that doesn't honor like their core yeah their desires their values their uh what's an integrity for them And, and I feel like that's just so different than how I felt like I was being taught to scale I love that that's so good. I've never heard of that either. The feminine scaling. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> you should talk about it a bit more, but if it's just for pri- private clients, then it's like, it's a fun little bonus, you know, when people are in your world. Yes. Yeah. I, I need to talk about it more. I, it'll, it'll come back soon. So you can stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep my eye out. <laughs> um (laughs) that was the end of my questions for you did you have anything that you wanted to answer that you think the audience should know yeah I think that people always ask me like they hear it and they're like this is so unique and then I feel like a lot of times people have no idea where to even start with um taking this into action so I can talk on that for just like a second or two if that's cool go for it so I think and I I already said this but I'm just going to go back to it I love writing out big writer (laughs) just a list of where you're following the shoulds in your business and there's like that cheesy AF quote, which is like, what would you do if you couldn't fail? <laughs> I won't make you answer that, but I will ask you, right? What do you want to even be doing? And most people can't answer it. They they literally can't. They are so disconnected from what they even want because mm-hmm. they're so busy trying to create the results somebody else's way. They don't even know what they want to do in their business every day. And so right out, like what you're doing that you feel like you have to do and then write out what you even want to do and for some people it will be really hard to even come up with that second list and once you start moving from the first list (laughs) to the second list you're starting to dip your toe into feminine sales and it's going to be so liberating 
and it just you just feel the switch it, it'll it'll come I promise <laughs> I love that I love an action step <laughs> I do too I'm very like I have to leave somebody with something like some homework you know um yeah I love that so that means that all we're left with is the rapid fire questions so this is a section where I just ask you four absolutely random questions I want you to answer with the first thing that comes to mind like don't think about it too much and this is just for my audience like get to know you in a more fun way and then we'll share your links and that'll be it sound good all right. Sounds good. All right. So you're kind of a little bit famous for always finding money or usually pennies on your hot girl walks. What's the most money you've ever found on the street? <laughs> um, uh, I think it would probably be a $20 bill. I think I've found that a couple of times, but I don't think I've ever found more than a 20. No fifties. I don't know. Do you have a lot of fifties in no America? I rarely see a $50 bill, honest to God. Everyone mm-hmm. carries twenties though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes Canada is like a little bit different. Um, but I know you have very curly hair, very big curls. Do you ever straighten it? Um. Yes, I do. I actually did recently Um. Yeah. for Thanksgiving. So not that recently, but semi-recently for Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, I didn't get the straightener out, but I blew it out and mm. just it was mostly straight with a little flip at the end. It was really cute. I have some pictures. I can share them. <laughs> nice yeah I haven't I couldn't tell you it's been years since I straightened my hair but I think your hair would be a lot faster than mine mine takes I just hours I just I'm lazy yeah <laughs> I have nowhere near <laughs> yeah I'm lazy <laughs> um what is your favorite show on Netflix right now oh my god I <laughs> I recently watched I don't know if you know what this is but I recently rewatched um Avatar The Last Airbender like the net of uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anime, yeah. the anime version. Yes, I love it. I'm a big anime person, so every everyone's kind of shocked by that. I don't talk about it a lot. You know what? I read anime growing sorry, up. Oh, someone's like really downstairs. Yeah, I used to read anime. I never watched it, but I read a lot of anime. But I was also like addicted to reading. I was it was like unhealthy obsession with like I had to finish a book. I couldn't sleep. Like I'd stay up till five in the morning. But I read. I love that. I read a lot of anime. (laughs) It would have to be a leopard, like for sure. Like I I thought you were gonna say cat, but I'm still sticking with that's cat. Yeah, like a big cat, like a big yeah. cool cat. <laughs> a cool cat, yeah. an outstanding cat. <laughs> it's a house cat, like a big one. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that is very on brand. I'm sure Tim would be very happy to hear that you still love cats, despite him jumping on your chest and giving you heart attacks last night, because that sounded terrifying. My heart attacks. <laughs> Literally, I couldn't make that up. I was like, who does this? It's awful. <laughs> who just like repeatedly jumps off the windowsill? <laughs> While I'm having nightmares. So I was thinking that somebody was breaking in my house and yeah. jumping on me and attacking me. Like cruel and, and all unusual. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> uh, he is, you can't tell me he's not a person like in a cat's body. Like he knows too much. You know what I mean? He like he's looks at you and sees your soul. <laughs> Um, well, that's everything. Do you want to let the people know 
where to find you? Yes. So, um, first of all, this was so fun. I really enjoyed this. Um, okay. So every, I think everywhere I'm feminine energy sales. I am like on Instagram, like don't, some people friend me on Facebook and I'm like, girl, I haven't checked Facebook in five years. (laughs) Um, but I am on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active feminine energy sales. Um, and that's where I hang. You mm-hmm. can see me, you can see the cats, you can see, you know, the man, the myth, the legend <laughs> um, of Tim. And then um, I'm recently just started a podcast and I will tell the new name here because I'm ch- changing it. Changing it. Um, so the new podcast is, I know, um, it's going to be Fiercely Femme. So you can look at that up on Spotify. That's where okay. my podcast is going to be. Um, and then I am getting a website made and that will be feminineenergysales.com. So you can go to the website, you can go to Instagram, come say hi. I would love to hear from you guys. And you can also listen to the podcast. The new name should be up in a couple of weeks. So I'm super excited. I love that. And that makes me laugh because I, I only lost, I launched my podcast in November. I think you launched right before me or maybe right after me. I can't remember. Um, and I keep thinking like, should I rebrand my podcast? <laughs> it's been one month. No, it's been three months now, but like one month in, I was like, should I rebrand it? Like, <laughs> uh, So I had a membership called Fiercely Femme and mm-hmm. I decided to shut down my membership for completely like other reasons. And I was like, I love the name. Like this name mm-hmm. cannot go to waste. And I was like, wait a minute, my podcast needs to be called Fiercely Femme. So I was like, change, like, Click, 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 send a message to the VA, <laughs> changing our podcast. So I, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not Beyonce yet, so, you know, no one's going to, like, freak out <laughs> if I want. change everything. So <laughs> um, She just Literally. announced that she's going on tour, and I'm just like, man, is she going to Paris? That'd be cool. <laughs> but, yeah, I will have all the links in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming. This was a really good episode. And I know that my audience is going to resonate it and like it. If you do go follow Brie, like make sure that you tell her you found her here. And yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. I'm glad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this here because whoever's downstairs is just hammering away again. And I cannot deal with it. But that's it. That's all. Thank you everyone for coming to this episode of Felly's Fishbowl and I will see you next week with another episode.